we got to be able to know the community that we're in. See, we, we left one community, the community of darkness, and came into God's kingdom, the community of light. But we think the language we use in this kingdom, we could talk like that over here. We think the way how we interact with people over here is how we interact with people in this community. God said, uh-uh. That's why he says, in Christ we have to become new creation, a new creature. As old things have passed away, behold, all things have become new. And so, so because that, we got to get a new mindset in our new community. Manifested Glory Worship Center. Kingdom focused, kingdom minded, kingdom living. This is the Rama Talk Podcast, and you're listening to Pastor Damon C. Johnson, founder and senior pastor of Manifested Glory Worship Center. I know it's Wednesday night. Uh, some people ain't been to work yet. Amen. Some people have been working all week. Amen. Uh, I've had a mixture of both. I, I went to work today. I briefly went, I had, I, most of my job is meetings and conference calls. That's all I do, it seems like, and deal with budgets and spreadsheets. But uh, I was in meetings all day today and all meetings yesterday. And so I thank God to get out and to get back to work, amen. Uh, and so because of that, some of y'all uh, might be a little tired. So my message tonight will be hot and fresh. 30 minutes or less. Hot and fresh and 30 Minutes or less. And I promise you, we're going to tackle one of our key scriptures tonight, and we should know it by heart, but I'm having them put it on the screen. You can turn it if you want to, but we should be able to know this by heart. Uh, Matthew 6.33. And it simply says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And so what I've decided to do is to break this one verse into two parts. So tonight, we're just going to discuss the first part of the verse. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We're going to deal with that. And then Sunday, we're going to deal with and all these things shall be added unto you. Is that all right? That's enough meat in there I can spend a whole month on. But I'm just going to, I, I'm just going to break it into two parts. And we're going to do, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We're going to stop right there. Now, the first thing we see here is to seek first the kingdom. Now, what is God talking about? When you talk about a kingdom, we use that term a lot in our church and understand what that means. A kingdom is the king's domain. The king's domain. And our problem is that we think the kingdom is just the church. Can I let you in a little secret? A kingdom just don't have churches in it. If you go to a kingdom, that's what kingdoms have. They have banks. They have hospitals. A kingdom. The church is a community in the kingdom. Y'all quiet in this Lutheran church. Y'all all right? Uh-huh. So, 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 so let's deal with that because we have to talk about what that, let's break it down. So you have a kingdom, and in a kingdom there are nations. And in nations there are communities. And so let's talk about communities for a moment. The word community means a group of individuals coming together for a unified purpose. A community is a group of individuals that come together for a unified purpose. There's two words in the word community. Common unity. So there should be common unity amongst com in the communities. Uh, something that we lack. Now we say, well, I'm a part of this community, uh, but ain't no unity in it, so there ain't really a community. 
by definition of the word. Now, now let's talk about this because communities are people that come together and they have something in common. That's why they come together. So like, for example, we have uh, the African-American community. Okay? It's a community because a group of people, whether they want it to or not, amen, I'm going to try to keep this and not be militant, Deacon Luke. But they will, these group of people was brought to this country, right? And they was forced to create a culture within that. So with that being said, let me tell you this, that a community is a very powerful thing and a community is the incubator for culture. Okay, your community is the incubator for culture. What happens is man creates community, and then the community, community then creates that man. Let me explain what I mean. African-American community. I told this, I told, talked about this last Thursday night in Bible study. There's a difference between your race and your culture. You do realize that. Now, so you could be black, but you may not be African-American. I could be black and be Jamaican. I could be black and be from Nigeria. Okay, so black is my race. My culture is African-American, and what creates your culture is what, what, what brought us together as a community. The food we eat, the, the music we listen to, the clothes we wear, the way we talk, how we speak, all makes our culture and makes our community. Okay? And so within a community, there's, there's certain things that happen in communities that don't happen in other communities. Like I have a community called the Johnson community. Now in each community, they establish their own laws. And every community, there are citizens in that community. And you know, when you have younger citizens in your community, they think that the laws in other communities are going to work in your community, and it don't work. I don't care what he do in his house, in this community, we don't do that. Amen, parents. I don't care what, how they talk in that community, but in this community, here are the rules and regulations. And so they're, they're, the community sets, sets, sets a standard, but a lot of times it's based off of a culture. There's, there, there is something called the church community that's within the kingdom of God, and that church community should have certain things that they don't do in that community. And the reason why is because the king said so. Now, whenever you're in a kingdom, again, a kingdom is nothing but a whole lot of communities. And here's the problem. Um, what, what, what the United States have not learned is that a nation is only as strong as its communities. And so you have to invest in the communities so the communities can grow and flourish. I could take you to Baltimore, right through Baltimore City and show you communities who have been, who've been abandoned. Who, who've been disenfranchised, blocks upon blocks of vacant homes. That means that community has been abandoned, but yet the city's supposed to be strong. The nation's supposed to be strong. What's happening in Flint, Michigan? But the, the nation's supposed to be strong. You see, so, uh, so you got to understand that, that the community is only as strong, um, the nation's only as strong as the communities. So God has established a community in the earth called the church. It should be a common unity. And it's far from that because all we have is division among division. There's no unity in the church. We can't even, look, we can't even agree on simple things in the church. Be 
basic things, basic biblical principles we can't even agree upon. What did Jesus say? We're supposed to uh, baptize by water and, 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 by, and, and, and by the Spirit? Basic things. Uh, well, how often should we have communion? Should we have it every Sunday? Should we have it every time we come together? Do we have it at all? Basic things. We can't even agree upon simple things. And so how can we be a community if we can't even come together and agree? Even within a local assembly. Oh, come on now. In the local church, we can't even agree upon. All right, well, we, we, we going, we, we, do we wear pants? Do, or can we wear jeans? Or do we have to wear a suit every week? Or, Amen, lights and walls. Basic things. And so, and so we have to understand that God has called us to something greater. Now, here's the thing. Being a member of the community means that, uh, that, that, that we have come together for a common good, but yet we don't follow our own rules. We have to follow the rules of the king. Okay? Now, and I'm going to break this down in a moment, but understand, church, you have an influence that can affect the whole community. Here, here's the problem. The, 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 what, what, what negative things happen in our community will affect us all. Think about this. I, I, God has blessed me with the opportunity to travel abroad. I've, I've traveled, even when I was in the military, I had a chance to go to other countries. And I always, I always talk to people when I go to other countries, and it's amazing how others in other countries view the United States. And listen, they have formed an opinion about all of us based off the actions of a few of us. And y'all know I don't talk politics right here, but just give me a moment. Right now, you talk to somebody from another world, the other countries, they think we're crazy because of some of the candidates that's running for president. And they say, if this is the best that the United States had to offer, something wrong with them. You know, certain candidates are not even allowed in other countries because they're crazy. We don't even want that fool coming in our country. But they want him to represent all of us. You, you see what I'm saying? So you realize that one person can tarnish the reputation of the entire community. So kingdom citizens... What you do affects all of us. Whenever you watch, I, 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 you want to you, you burn my bacon? You want to really burn my bacon? All you got to do is let me watch some movie that got the church being depicted. Every time the church is depicted, we, we look like a bunch of fools. Every movie. Every preacher, he's a hustler. And all he wants is your money. Every movie. Even the ones produced by black folk. Make us look like fools. Because you know why? A handful of people were fools. And they have now tarnished the reputation of the entire community. A couple of preachers, you, look, 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 check this out. Here's some real statistics. You know, the average church, the average church in the United States has less than 100 members. The average church. Okay? So they consider us above average. Our church is above average. Okay? Um, the average pastor makes between thirty and $40,000 a year. 
the average one. Okay? Uh, and so they look at me and think that I'm balling. See, see, because you know why? Because the world thinks that all preachers like the preachers of L.A. That's their picture of the, of the church. Like every church got all this money and, and every pastor is driving a Bentley and they're doing all this. Guess what? I go to work just like y'all. And you know what? I have to go to work. I would love to be a full-time pastor. I am a full-time pastor. I just can't do it. There, there, there you go. Help me, help me. Help me, mother brother Beverly. It's not like I can say, here's my office hours. I have to be a pastor all the time, but I still got to go to work every day. I would love to, to come in here and say, you know what? I'm going to just spend my time building kingdom. But I got to go to work. Because that bucket don't get full. And guess what? I ain't going to go broke pastoring people. Guess what? I got a daughter in college. I got a son on the way. And that's what happens in church. You know, pastors that go full-time prematurely, you know what they do? They got to raise 12 offerings. They got to they gotta wait because now they got to pay enough money to pay your bills and the church bills. And so now, so it looked like they're greedy, but they, some of them ain't really greedy. They just they ain't got enough in there just to pay their mortgage and the church mortgage. And you know what's happened? A handful of folk have tarnished the whole community. Can I give you a sidebar? Your obedience to God protects all of us. Your obedience to God protects us all. When you, when you obey God and you align yourself, then we can dispel all the stereotypes. Think about this. Think, okay, okay, as African Americans, some of the stereotypes that the world have of us, all for a handful of folk. They all, you know, it's funny to me, I'll go somewhere in a community that looks different than the community I'm from, and I'll go in, and, and, and I, I'll never forget, this was recently, I, I went, and I, you know, most of the time when I go to work, I got on, you know, you know, some dress clothes or whatever. But this particular day, you know, I was in sweats and had on, had on some Jordans, you know what I mean? I go, I walk to a store, the lady, as soon as she saw me, cl- clutched her purse. And see, I, I keep it real with folk. I said, baby, I don't want your pocketbook. I probably got more money than you. She immediately, because, because you know why? Because a couple people in our community, so they, they, that's how they view all of us. No matter our background, no matter your education, okay, what kind of car you drive, what kind of house you live in. When they, when they see certain people, they, they automatically say they're part of this community. This must be how they, who they are. So we can protect our community, protect our kingdom by living right. See, we can protect our kingdom by living right, and so we can re, reintroduce our, our, uh, our, our, current, our reputation to the world by living right. And so this is what God is requiring, that we build and fulfill the kingdom principle. So seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now here's the problem. We left one kingdom to come into God's kingdom, right? Changing neighborhoods. And God loves us to change neighborhoods uh, because we want to get into a better neighborhood. But here's the problem. We bring the old neighborhood mindset in a new neighborhood. 
So we bring the old community. So we think the way we talk in our old community, we can talk in our new community. New community, a new set of rules, new, new way of living. You, have, you ever see some folk who's around the way and they get a little bit of money? They get a little bit of money and they move into a whole new community and think they're going to act, act like, mm-mm. Let me tell you something. I grew up, I grew up in Upper Park Heights, right? Now, we moved up there in the, in the, in the, well, Jermaine was, in the, so it had to be in the late 70s, right? When we moved up there, it wasn't many, and it's still very much Orthodox Jewish community. Let me tell you something. Where we moved from to get there, we used to live off McLean Boulevard, off of East Nova Parkway. I couldn't do the things I did on McLean Boulevard that I did up there on Glen Avenue. You know why they had a neighborhood patrol? They ain't play that. They ride around them cars. What you doing? I'm, I'm chilling. What you doing? I didn't have nobody because it was a different community. And, 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 and you couldn't take that. You can't play your music 12 o'clock at night in that community. They don't play that in that community. They might fly in some community, but not over here. And so we got to be able to know the community that we're in. See, we, we left one community, the community of darkness, and came into God's kingdom, the community of light. But we think the language we use in this kingdom, we could talk like that over here. We think the way how we interact with people over here is how we interact with people in this community. God says, uh-uh. That's why he says, in Christ we have to become new creation, a new creature. As old things pass away, behold, all things have become new. And so, so because that, we got to get a new mindset in our new community. We can't just keep doing the same thing, talking the same way, dressing the same way, acting the same, going to the same places. Listen, when you listen, when you when you leave one community, you shop in the community you that you join in. You don't, you don't, I mean every once in a while you might go down there and get a chicken box or something like that. <laughs> Certain things you gotta get out of that community. Like you can't, like I live in a county, I can't buy my yacht in the county. I gotta go around the way and get my yacht in. It ain't gonna make it right. I felt one spot to make it right in the whole county. But it still ain't, it still ain't like round away. You got to have roaches and rats running around with, with a Chinese food that tastes good. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm keeping it real. We keep it real around here. So I got to go down. I got to go down Park Heights get my fried rice down Pimlico. What y'all know about that? What y'all know about Pimlico? Y'all know about that. Y'all know about that. But here's the thing I learned. Even when you leave the country and you go to other communities, you need one of these. So you need a passport. See, your passport tells the community that you're going to. I ain't from here. I'm just here visiting. See, the Bible says you're in the world, but you're not of the world. And so you, so, so you need a passport. And, 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 and they're going to make sure that you belong to the kingdom you say you belong to. Because you, you're covered with a seal. And, and, and so there's a seal on this thing to let them know that guess what? He's a citizen of a different community. And so he's just here to visit, but he got to go eventually back to where he came from. Let me tell you a personal story that happened to me. So... Uh, I uh, I got caught up by customs one time. 
So, so this one particular year, you know, we did a lot of trips. We went to uh, Dominican Republic. So my wife and I went a couple of times, and then my best friend Kev said, yo, I'm going to take you. We and you going to go for a fellowship for your birthday. I said, all right, bet. <laughs> we get there, had a good time on the way back. Dominican people say, uh, let me see your passport. Hand him my passport. They flipping through it. He said, uh, we need to go in the back room and talk. Now, first of all, he ain't speak a lot of English. And I speak very little Spanish. So we, we had a problem in the beginning. So I said, uh, I said, what's the problem? He told me, you've been here too long. Me, I only been here four days. He said, no, you've been here for three months. I said, no, 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 no. See, 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 that's what happens, see, when you got a passport, you only can stay in that kingdom for a little while. You can't stay too long. Because if you stay too long, you're going to get in trouble. So, so, so I said, nah, bro, y'all, y'all got me, y'all got me mixed up. So then I started thinking, I said, no, I was here three months ago. He said, but I don't see your return stamp into your kingdom. So you've been in my kingdom for three months. I said, nah, man, I, I, I just got here. I start reaching my bag, trying to find my, 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 my to show him my, uh, my, my flight itinerary. I was trying to find everything, and Kev left me. He gone. It's just me back there. Now, he speaks better Spanish than I do. I'm El Caprindo, El, you know, I'm, I'm El Wapo. I'm just making up stuff. I'm trying to communicate with him, and I became frustrated. Listen, I became frustrated because they spoke a different language in their kingdom. And he couldn't understand me, and I couldn't understand him because we had two different languages. So, so I said, get me somebody that can speak English. Ten minutes later, some supervisors come back there. Mr. Johnson, I said, sir, listen, I promise you I ain't been here for three months. I only been here for four days, and I'm ready to go back to my kingdom because I don't like it here no more. Y'all try to keep a brother here. I'm trying to get back to my family who lives in a kingdom far away from here. He finally flipped to the back of my passport and finally found the stamp. And he said, they put it in the wrong place. Whoever stamped it the last time stamped it wrong. I'm checking them this time. Where you going to stamp that bad boy at? Now, now that was probably about, what, about seven years ago? I ain't been back there since. Mm-mm. And I ain't going back. I thought I was going to be on them show locked up abroad. I thought it was going to be me. I thought I was going to be out there. And listen, but here's the thing. When you go, when you leave your kingdom, you got to carry your passport. Because the passport is going to let them know that you're from a different kingdom. But they should be able to recognize that anyway because you should speak a different language. Your, 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 your mindset is different. Your dress is different. They should say, you know what? He ain't from around here. But here's the problem. Most of us don't have our passport because you're just in the kingdom on a visa. You know, the visa is a temporary pass. And that's how people enter the kingdom. They, they don't want to be full-time citizens. They rather just come in a couple Sundays a month Reap the benefits of the kingdom, but don't have full citizenship. Don't, 
don't, don't, don't have full. So, but here's the problem. Visas run out. And when they run out, you're going to get the border patrol on you. So you trespassing. And so in order to come into this kingdom, you got to have a passport. What's, what's your passport? The blood of Jesus. That's how you get in. And guess what? You got to carry it everywhere you go. That's how you get in. You confess with your mouth and believe your heart the Lord Jesus Christ. And, 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 he's, and you shall be saved. That's, that's my passport to the kingdom. Here's the thing, though. Um, many of us, we, we, we got our passports, but they expired. When last time you update your passport? See, so you update your passport by getting to God's word. And, 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 and repenting of all our sins and, and having a relationship with the Lord. See, it's one thing to come into somewhere, but if you don't know nobody in there because you have not connected yourself properly, then it's a problem. God has called us to greater. And the way we navigate through the community, the church community, is through our passport. We're not in this world, and we're not of it. We might be in it, but we're not of this world. All right, so let's, let's keep moving. So, so he says, now let me get back to this because I'm almost done. Kingdom, the word kingdom in Hebrew is maleka, and that means dominion and rulership. So that means God, God has given us dominion, and so what he did was he gave us back what Adam lost, okay? And that was a kingdom. Put up on the screen for me, Matthew 4, 17. Look what it says here, Matthew 4, 17. It says, from that time Jesus began to preach and say, repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, when you look at that word, that, that phrase at, is at hand, it's really translated in the Greek as has returned. So for the kingdom of heaven has returned. Go to Isaiah 9, 6. Very popular scripture we used during the time of Christmas. Look what it says. Unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Unto us a child is born. Christ was 100% man. He was the son of man, and that was the, the child. And unto us a son was given. He wasn't born. He was given. That's Christ and his deity. That's the son of God. And so he was, this, he was a God and man all at one time, 100% man, 100% God. But he brought something. And the government will be on his shoulders. A government is a kingdom, church. He brought with him a kingdom. And so he, he brought it with him on his shoulders, and he says, I'm giving you what Adam lost. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and righteousness. Let me park there, and I'm going to get you out of here. Righteousness. Now, I love what that said. The, the, the text that says, his righteousness. His righteousness. So you can't make up righteousness and say it's God's. See, that's one of the problems in communities, in our, in our culture. We don't live in a kingdom. We live in a democracy. So it's hard for us to understand and relate to kingdom principles because we don't have a king. We have a president. But a president can't make laws. He, he, he can, he can pass them. He can veto them. But there's a whole, there's several branches of government. There's all these things we got going on. And there's a whole lot of people got to make a whole lot of decisions before anything can go. But what happens in a kingdom is that the king's word is law. What he says, that's it. This up is not up for debate. It's not, not for up for vote. What he says, but we live in a country where everything is up for vote. And now, including what God has said. I, listen, I got to be real with y'all. The, the, the Bible says, 
Jesus said that a man should leave his mother and father and cleave to his We said in, in the community, in, in our nation, because we vote on everything, God, we're going to vote on your word. We say that, that we, we don't want that no more. You can marry whoever you want to marry now. And we made a vote on it, and now it's law. God said, I don't roll like that. My, my word is true. What I established from the beginning, that's what I mean. It's not up for voting, up for change. This is what I said. If you want to live in my kingdom, here's my rules. Think about these, think about king, the kings of England. You think they, you think oh, people look at us, have a vote, see what you guys want. No, the king said, King Henry, he was on the chain. He said, check this out. This is how we getting down. Matter of fact, I'm divorcing the Catholic Church. I'm going to do my own thing. As a king, he had that type of sovereignty. Okay? So, so understand, in our kingdom, the king can do whatever he want to do. So that's why he says, his righteousness. Okay? Now, there are some similarities between our, our country and God's kingdom. And in our kingdom and in God's country's God country, if you are a citizen, then you have rights and privileges. Here's the problem. We don't know our rights because we never read the Constitution. It's all in here. Every privilege God has given you, every right that you have as a kingdom citizen is spelled out right here. We don't know. Listen, I guarantee you, most people don't even know the, the, our, our country's Constitution. They don't know their rights. That's why people can abuse them. Because we don't know our rights. We don't know our kingdom rights. God says, this is what you can have. This is what you can do. We say, no, God, I don't want that. You know why? Because we bind ourselves to religion. Religion kills us, church. You realize that, right? Religion, religion will keep you, God, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, like this to God. That's not what God wants from us. He wants a relationship. And, and we keep giving God our religion. Oh, God, we, this is what we came up with. Can you just sign this? God, this is what we came up with. This is what we like to do, God. God said, that ain't mine. I don't want that. And people are having church every week, and God ain't in it. Because they're serving him religiously and not our relationship. Understand that as kingdom citizens, um, just like in the United States, here's another one that's similar. If you're living in the United States and you violate the law, you have now forfeit some of your rights and your privileges. In our country, if you violate the law, you lose privilege because you may have to go to jail. Well, in God's kingdom, it's a very similar thing. You violate the law, you may not be, at, you trying to figure out, oh God, why I'm not being blessed? Maybe you lost some of your benefits because you're not being obedient to the law of the land. Here's a, here's a, here's a law. Here, here's a law. Give and it shall be given unto you. Law. You don't follow the law, you might lose your privileges in that area. Y'all quiet. It's going to get better. You'll be all right. I promise you will. So, so if we are finding ourselves, and then here's the problem, because we don't know the law, we begin to beg for things that God says is a right for you. You know, you do realize you ain't got to beg God to, to bless you and to heal you. He says, a part of my plan. I already put it in here. You got to beg for it. It's here. You got to claim it. You got to be able to say, no, according to the, and when the enemy comes in, no, according to the Constitution, you got to flee at my master's name. So at the name of Jesus, so you got you to know that. That's a, that's a right and a privilege. You can use his name. You can use his name. 
because you now have coming on the authority. Now, now Deacon Luke is a police officer. Now, he, he, he's, a, he's a normal man just like I am, right? Now, but I ain't going to mess with him because he got that badge on. You know why? Because that badge gives him authority. And that badge has a seal by the county of Baltimore County and the state of Maryland said he has authority. And because he has that badge on, ain't nobody got a uniform, ain't nobody going to bother him. That's why people tell you, take that uniform off. Because while he has that badge, he has a level of authority. God has given us all authority. But we don't know we got authority. So we walking around. Please, please, please. You a citizen, you ain't got to beg for that. God said, I'm going to give it to you. He said, look, look, that's what the Bible says, Minister Sheila, that, that, that the world is awaiting for the sons of God to rise up. See, we're we, we, we not walking our rightful place and then wonder why the world away is in because we ain't, we ain't doing our job. We have rights. Let me take you to a couple more places in the Scripture. We're out of here. Luke 13, verse 11 through 17. We know the story well. Look what it says here. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years and was bent over and could not in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said, Woman, thou art loose from your infirmity. He says, And he laid hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the rulers, the religious folk, the rulers of the synagogue answered with indignation and said, uh, Because Jesus has healed on the Sabbath. And he said this to the crowd, There are six days in which men ought to work. Therefore, come and be healed on them day, on those days and not on the Sabbath. The Lord then answered and said to him, You hypocrite. Does each of you on the Sabbath loose his ox and donkey from the stall and then lead them away to water it? So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it, 18 years, be loosed from the bond on the Sabbath? And when he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame. And all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. So let me tell you what's going on here. You, you have Jesus see this woman, listen, who she was going to church every Sunday. And the, the, the religious leaders couldn't even heal her. They just keep taking their tithe, though. Didn't have no time for her need, but you come meet our need. You know, these people were, were off the chain. They wore their long robes with all their little insignias on it because they wanted to be important. So here come Jesus. He's just rolling up, you know, doing what Jesus do. It's the Sabbath. And they, he heals her. He said, woman, you're loose. He laid hands on her. Boom, she stood straight up. They got mad because he healed her on a religious day. And, and, and um, there are six days where you could do all this, Jesus. Why can you do it? People can come here and get you. They said, don't you go and lose your, 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 state, your oxen and all that so they can get water on the Sabbath? But look, the, the point I want to point out here, look what he says. He says, so ought not this woman. In other words, he said, don't this woman have rights? Isn't she not a kingdom citizen? So because she's a kingdom, so she has rights. And guess what? Her rights are not restricted to what your thing says. So she has rights. 
Oh, isn't she a son and a daughter? Aren't you a son and daughter of God, people of God? That means you have rights. And that's what I love about Christ because you don't have to wait till Sunday to lift your hands. You don't have to wait till Sunday to give God glory. You don't have to wait till Sunday to come and praise God. You can do it all the time. You're not bound by the Sabbath. You're not bound by that. Understand you can worship God anytime. So, so, so this woman, Christ was trying to let her know about her privileges as a citizen of the kingdom. You ain't got to wait for no special day, baby girl. You got rights. Come up here and get this now. That's right. That's what he said. I like to paraphrase Jesus. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, now, now look what it says here in Matthew 5, 6. It says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So we have to have a desire to seek God's righteousness. Righteousness means being in right standing with God. And so it just can't be a, a religious thing. I want to be in right standing. I want to be aligned, God, with your purpose for my life. I will be aligned for your will for my life. And so I got to align myself to these things. And when I do that, I'm in right standing. Guess what? Right standing don't mean you're perfect. Right standing don't mean that you, that, you, that, 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 you, that you have some kind of wings and a halo over your head. No, it just means I'm aligning myself with what God has for me to do in this earth. I'm aligning myself with, with my purpose. And so understand, too, that righteousness is not capitalism. Just because you got things don't mean you're blessed. People think, oh, I got a big car and, and, and a big house. I'm blessed. No. I mean, you got things. But people equate that, oh, they must be blessed. They must be in right standing with God because they got all these things. People can sell their soul to the devil, too. Remember what he offered Jesus. Satan offered Jesus, I'll give you all this stuff, all these kingdoms. I'll give you all of this stuff if you bow down and worship me. And people have done that, and Satan has offered them that stuff, those things. So we got to be careful. So, so understand, church, that, that, that we, have, we are citizens of a kingdom, and God is calling us to great things. And as, and as this community, this church community, we got to understand that God is not playing with the world. So we got to stop playing with the world. God says, if you mess with one of my children, you mess with all of my children. And so we got to have that mindset. I, like, I got your back. Check this out. Now, I thank God for deliverance. Because back in the day, I was the person you called when you got in trouble. My wife would tell you, look, look I'll grab the ooh, and I'll be on my way. But understand, that mindset is important in the kingdom. Hey, hey look, I'm, I'm keeping it real. But, but in the kingdom, that mindset is important that, listen, you're not going to mess with Elder John without messing with me. You ain't going to mess with Mama Dad without messing with me. You mess with her to me, you mess with me. And that's how, I, believe it or not, I'm protective of all of y'all. That's how I get down. You mess with somebody in the church, that means you mess with me, and that you're going to have a problem, a real problem. And that's how I get down. Some people will tell you around here. They call me, little pastor, I got a problem. We, we got a problem together. Let's get with this thing. Of course, I got to do it the right way. Right, Taj? Taj, no. I got his back. I ain't going to let no, Mike, no, right? I got his back. Hey, I ain't playing. But we need to develop that mindset in the kingdom that we're going to hold each other down. We have to be a community, common unity. And understand that even Jesus Christ himself said, when you mess with one of my children, you mess with me. Let me show you this in the scripture, and we're going to get out of here. Acts 9, look what it says here. Acts 9, verses 1 through 4. It says, Then Saul, still breathing threats and murders against the disciples of the Lord, 
went to the high priest and asked for letters uh, from the synagogues of Damascus so that he may, that if he found any who are of the way, that means the people that were Christians or were part of the church, whether men or women, um, he might bring them back bound to Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, um, he came into Damascus and suddenly a light shined around him from heaven. And he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And yeah, look at this because Saul is out here. This is before he was converted over. He was very tenacious about killing Christians. He, he was holding people's coats the, 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 while people were being stoned. He was like, you going to stone them? I'll, I'll hold your coat. Go ahead and go get it in. He, he was going around. He said, look, I'm going I'm to go get some papers that if I find anybody that's a Christian on my way to Damascus, I'm going to lock them up and bring them back to Jerusalem bound. Because he, he felt like they were against Judaism and going against the, the true will of God. Then all of a sudden on this road to Damascus, Jesus uh, appears to him and he says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Me. Now, he was persecuting Christians, but Christ said, when you persecute them, you're persecuting me. Saul, why are you persecuting me? And so you have to understand what Christ is saying here. He says, I'm the head. You are my body. And so I can't just bang, bang you in your chest, Deacon Luke, and think it's not going to affect your head because they're all one. And so understand what Christ is saying. When you mess with my children, when you mess with citizens of my kingdom, you're messing with me. And so you got to understand, church, that a lot of battles you're fighting, you ain't got to because the head got our back. He said, you, you, you fighting battles, you ain't got I got you on that one. When they come mess with you, that I mean they mess with all of us. And see, that's, the, that's what I love about the Word of God. See, he says, if two or three can, can gather my name, I'm going to be in the midst. He, said, if, he says, if two or three can agree on anything, it shall be. You got to understand, there's, there's power in unity. He says, one could put a thousand to flight, but two could put ten thousand to flight. You see what happens when we come together and unify? There's power. There's strength in numbers. And so we got to make sure as a community that we come together and say, you know what? I'm going to look out for you. First of all, we have to, first of all, we got to come together on common ground. We're here to build God's kingdom, and we're here to, 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 to spread the gospel and to tell people about our Savior, Jesus Christ. If we can't come together on nothing, we can at least come together on that. And then we say, okay, now that we've come together as a community, we're going to build each other up and not tear each other down. That, all that backbiting and all that stuff, that's played out. That's played out. That's young boy stuff. That's what the kids say. That's young boy stuff. But when you come into the kingdom, you got to leave that old stuff in the old kingdom. When you come in this new community, you say, you know what? I'm coming here with a new mindset. I'm coming in here with a mindset. I want to grow. I want to help others grow. I want to lift up. I want to lift up my brother and my sister. I want to lift up my Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. And guess what? I'm going to do that, and I'm still going to uh, still be me. And, and guess what? I'm going to let you be you. I ain't going to talk about you because you ain't going to talk about me. And we're going to protect each other because we got a kingdom to protect. And we protect our kingdom, guess what? The kingdom can grow. We can build kingdom by protecting ourselves, guarding our testimony. That's how we build kingdom. So you're a citizen. I never told you my sermon title. It's just simply that you're a citizen kingdom. I mean, a kingdom citizen. You're, you're a kingdom citizen. And that's what you are. I want you to start viewing yourself as a kingdom citizen. Start viewing yourself like, you know what? I'm a part of a large community. And we have a purpose as a community. 
and I got to protect the community by, my, by, by living right and doing right so people don't think we're crazy. There'll be some type of, you know, zombies being led, you know, that we can't think for ourselves and this pastor got us under a trance or something, you know. And so when we begin to do that and when people start seeing a strength in our numbers, they're going to want to be a part of our community. And that's the whole thing about building our community. Remember what Jesus told us in Matthew 6. He says, pray this way. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, just like it is in heaven. And that's our job, that's our commission, to make earth look just like heaven. There's unity in heaven. God kicked out everybody that wasn't acting right in heaven. He kicked them all out. And so, because there's unity in heaven, we have unity on earth, especially in our church community. Thank you for listening to the Raymond Talk Podcast. To listen to this message or past sermons, download the Mixcloud app in the Google Play or iTunes Store. Go to mgwc.net to join and get the latest church announcements. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. Thank you again for listening to the Raymond Talk Podcast. Hope you'll join us next time.